Welcome to the stripped down Know Nothing podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they slap or they do not, from alcohol to shoe bombs. We're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Co host man, co host man, he does whatever a co host can. It's Evan. Fighting for right in those satin tights. Lord, those satin tights. I mean, look at that co host. That's Saker. <laughs> hey. You ever worn anything satin? No. I don't Neither think I, I, don't I think wore I've, silk. I've never touched satin. Yeah. Are you a silk boy? Hmm. I had a pair of silk boxers in high school. I don't think so. Like I've never. I mean, I've no. I've. I think I've worn silk, like a mm. brocade or some at some point. But I don't think I've ever like actually owned a silk. I object. feel like a brocade should be an arcade that only boys can hang out at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. The what kind brocade. of games? We, what kinds of games are we gonna play there, baby? <laughs> That's right. Pants off. Only pants. Not off. many games there because only ladies play games. You know what I'm saying? That's right. The boys keep it real at the brocade. Air hockey tables. <laughs> Just air <laughs> hockey tables. <laughs> Just a fucking warehouse. It's one of those places where you pay fifteen dollars for play all day, but it's just air hockey, hockey different air hockeys, different size pucks. Ten thousand dollar idea. We keep coming up with them. Just you can make up to ten thousand dollars on this the idea brocade. and no more. Um, I played air hockey recently. It was a air hockey. Oh, where all your hair falls well, off that's as where you, you play. Like every time you lose a point, they go zip, zip down. <laughs> they zip like the they have you, a razor zip. You strap the helmet on before yeah. you start playing. Yeah, and it then zips it off a little bit of your hair. Buzzes you. Yeah. Um, Played an air hockey recently. Mm-hmm. It was like a Batman versus the Joker air hockey. How's that different than a regular? Well, mm-hmm. every so like once somebody, you- <laughs> once somebody scored four points, <laughs> the Joker would dump like 12 mini pucks on the table. <laughs> and then you had to contend with one regular puck and 12 mini pucks. It was wild. So they like shot out of somewhere. They didn't like, it wasn't like, a, there wasn't like a little mechanical Joker with a bucket no. who just like emptied them out. Oh, <laughs> a little Caesar Milan Joker. That's not his name. <laughs> Caesar Milan. <laughs> what was the guy's the name? The dog whisperer? Caesar Chavez. <laughs> who played the Joker and refused to shave his mustache? Caesar Romero. That's the one. Come on, Adam West, baby. Uh. Did you watch The Flash? Uh, like the 80s show? No, the new movie, Ezra Miller. No. Oh, well, brother? He, I don't like superhero movies. Oh. He's just a guy who can go fast, right? And back, back in time sometimes. So fast. And like phase through reality. Yeah, he can go through walls and he can run through time. And he dies really quick. Like he only lives like, he has like lives, lives dog years. Well, I mean, that would make sense that he would move fast and then he would age while he was moving. Is that what you're thinking? Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't do that. He ages slower, in fact. Yes, because... he can uh, outrun time. That's right. Well, he can. He can run into the future if he wants, then he'll be the same age. Yeah, technically, with, like, relativity, like, if the faster you go, the slower you'd age. Do you know what would be fun? It would be like viewing your own funeral. Is running into the future, just, like, ten years... And then people would be like, oh, my God, you've been missing for 10 years. We, and that would be so fun that you could run back and just live your life. But whenever you needed a dose of, like, serotonin, you would run into the future 10 years and, and see, see who older. Missed. Or or not. You just come home. You go out there and everyone's like, who, who are you? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. What? If I can what imagine. You? <laughs> what a nightmare that would be. Uh, no, that would be fun, wouldn't it? To... <laughs> punish to punish everyone who cares about you just but for they, like self like narcissism but they aren't real they are real though but then you run back and they're and then they you kill them all well they don't die they never <laughs> existed in the first place 
Is it's it like playing with your little dolls. That's a type like, of death. That's a type like of death. Me wanting to like take a machete into <laughs> the alternate dimension and just kill everyone at the Time Loop BNO concert. Yeah, you're just like when you get trapped in like the Groundhog Day, you just go fucking straight serial killer <laughs> right away. Ape shit. Two rotations, and then I'm going ape I mean, shit. We never got the Bill Murray serial killer though. That would have been. I'm sure one of those realities he went around and killed people. I mean, Happy Death Day was kind of like that, but he was only killing a couple people. Happy Death Day is one of the two dozen movies that I remember 10% of because I saw it at your house when I was drunk. (laughs) So I need to rewatch Happy Death Day because I really want to watch both of them. It's fun. Seem like great movies. Yeah, the second one kind of is more like a science fiction movie than than a horror movie. How's the first one not? It's like a horror. Horror. Yeah, it's a slasher. But the second one veers more towards the science fiction. They're both good. I both enjoyed them both. Sure. Okay. Happy Death Day. Sounds fun. Cool. He just, he just hit a hard stop right there. Can we go back to uh, Can we go back to Silk for a second? Okay. Because when we were talking about it, it threw a memory into my head from childhood, okay. which is I was fourteen. That's the sound of you, 15. like teen, gearing up a memory. Yes, that's right. Um, and I was on a camping trip with my friend, and my friend's dad was talking to me. My friend was not around. Uh, my friend's dad was talking to me and talking about how. One time he wore silk boxers and they felt so good that he came in them without, <laughs> without having any other stimulation. Huh. So that's a memory that I just had that I remember. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> that I feel like it was buried for a reason. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> and then it just suddenly came back to me in that moment. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. I know that, like, you know, we wear, like, we're so used to wearing clothes that right. we don't ejaculate in them all the time mm-hmm. because our penis is used to being touched by fabrics. Yes. Well, it's like, uh. I can't even come when I'm touched by fabrics. <laughs> no, not anymore. Not anymore. When you're wearing a glove and you're. Yeah, it's like, me those, the... it's like those, like, uh, porn videos you see where, the, like, the guy's wearing socks or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you elaborate? Sometimes when the people are having sex on, on videos, the, the guy's just wearing socks for some reason, which oh. I think is like the stupidest thing. <laughs> like, oh, is that a, the way that he doesn't come? Is he like... I knows? don't know. Well, see, if I were wearing socks, I wouldn't block. be able to come. Sure. Yeah. But you wouldn't even be able to get hard. No. <laughs> yeah. I would be I would be soft as a sock. <laughs> the old saying. The old but saying. see, here's what's funny about that. Socks are soft until you come in them, and then yeah. they're crusty. I mean, that's why they call them dickies. Aren't those shoes? No, you're wearing a pair right now. <laughs> this is why we need the video camera. Yeah, Sakura's wearing a pair of Dickies brand socks. Wow, I forgot. I thought Dickies were like work boots. Stickies Dickies, I think, is what they come out. That from. was Richard Nixon's <laughs> nickname. Stickies Dickies. <laughs> Stickies Dickies. Yeah. Okay. I like how Richard Nixon has become like a like character of like humor now. Like he's like people because I don't know the new season of Futurama just came out on Hulu yeah and I've never been a Futurama guy but my partner is yeah so we watched like an episode or two and he's still on there fucking Richard Nixon's like head like yeah I mean I barely I, I wasn't alive when Richard Nixon was and I don't think anyone who like there's probably some old people who remember Richard Nixon but yeah. I remember his funeral I remember speaking of memories <laughs> I remember when Richard Nixon died I was in fucking um, English and like oh, they turned on the TV they turned on the TV made really? us watch like like fucking the entire richard nixon funeral for the period fucking weird and i made fun of richard nixon i'm yeah. like that guy's a piece of trash and yeah. the teacher was like how dare you <laughs> and marched me to the fucking principal's office wow. and i got suspended oh my god for making fun of richard nixon suspended yeah jesus christ yeah i was also kind of a piece of shit so okay. she, i'm sure she was like on her last nerve with yeah. me anyway because i was you know smart sure there were there were only oh yeah teachers hate smart as kids. a teacher well smart and bored yeah yeah so i just got yeah, up to okay. trouble sure. yeah um, there's only two events I remember turning on the TV to watch. 
in school. One, of course, was 9-11. The other one was OJ's trial. The final <laughs> day of OJ's trial we watched in school for some reason. Uh, and uh, I can't remember how I felt about him being not guilty. I don't think I cared. I remember going I remember going onto the bus and uh, like, you know, I lived in Youngstown. So like most of my friends and neighbors were black at the time. And I remember them being so fucking excited. Like, oh, sure. We did it. We finally did it. <laughs> And then one of them goes, yeah, you know he's guilty, right? And they're like, I don't care. We, he got off. Like, this, <laughs> is, mean, this is like, you know, only white sure, people do this. Sure. This is the first, like, black guy they had seen who just, like, literally murdered someone <laughs> yeah. very clearly. And they, and got they off. just got off. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It's, like, it's exciting it's like to we have live in a post-racial society <laughs> yeah. now. Where rich people are rich people. We don't see color yeah, when they're rich. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I like that. That's nice. Um, okay. Cool. That's exciting. Um, Ebo, speaking of Sticky Dicky. What would be your superhero name? Would it be Sticky Dicky? No. It would be like... Uh, the Racist. <laughs> be really fast. Yeah, you're the Flash. <laughs> yeah, but I only, like like, only in organized sporting events. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So if there's a starting line and a finishing line, yeah. then you are incredibly and fast. And competitors. Sure. But who, who determines that? Can you just look uh, at somebody... The local, the local like, uh, um, Olympic committee board okay. <laughs> or like any sort of municipal sports league okay so you um, can't just like be toe-to-toe with superman and he's flying towards the crime and you think to yourself i'm gonna beat him there no if superman and i were on the blocks uh-huh. and he was like i was like let's race and he was like okay, okay. <laughs> so it needs to be that structured for <laughs> yeah. you yeah okay got it like my kid does that all the time like we're in a race right now i'm 50 feet ahead of you and i'm right by the door <laughs> i win <laughs> yeah oh yeah mine does that all and if which usually happens if I run ahead of them because they're slow and young. Fucking furious. Oh, absolutely furious. Yeah, you can't win, only I can win. Is no, pu- no pushing. <laughs> no, yeah. no pushing, no running. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, well, speaking of superheroes, I think we should get to this week's song. I mean, it is a suite, I suppose, isn't it? It is a suite. What is a suite? Is a suite just interconnected songs? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's got movements in it. Wow. What were the movements for this one, I wonder? Uh, there were 11 tracks, yes. and each of them was a different song. Yes. Oh, so there were 11 movements I guess. in this suite. But some of the... Tra- well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are talking about the Kevin Hearn Superhero Suite. Uh, 11 tracks, 15 minutes. Very, very short little album here. Um, but some of the tracks did run into one. Yeah, I was actually really enjoyed those. I think those were my favorite when they... I fucking loved it. I thought it was very cool. Um... Let's talk a little bit about this superhero suite before we actually get into the music itself. Released record store day, not 2019. 2019. 500 hand numbered. 100% of proceeds going to music. Counts. Counts. Yes. Music ounce. Music I, I, I always say music ounce. Yes. The charity. Which is a music charity that has given out over $3.9 million in grants and scholarships to uh, communities and schools yes. in the Canada. As if Canada needs more support for their arts. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is just pure jealousy talking. Like... I. Canada is great yeah, with regards yeah, yeah. to like artists and supporting artists. And this was art. like uh, Kevin's holy trinity. He said in the liner notes this, he said, uh, teachers, musicians, superheroes. Finally, the three are together. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. The three that should always be. I was packaged in a PVC sleeve with cardboard inserts for the back cover and reflective front and included a four-page comic book. Oh, shit. Did you hunt it down? No, I did not. Why would I? I I don't like comic books. Oh, but this is a little... Ryan North said I didn't have to read comic books. (laughs) I remember. Do you want to know what the plot was? Yes, please. There was a patient on the edge of death, and the doctors decided to give him sonic laser treatment, but 
they gave him too much sonic laser treatment and it activated something in his brain he became aware of a secret cord so he went in that search jesus, that jesus played, played, played that please the lord. lord no that who Gab- played gabriel well, it was a secret chord that David played, and it pleased the Lord. There it is. Abraham. <laughs> that Abraham played. Uh, Jehoshaphat, he, Nebuchadnezzar. He goes to find the chord, only to find that the chord is actually a moon rock. Uh, hold on. When he touched the moon rock. Okay, I feel like I'm just being justified and not liking comic <laughs> books here. It shot beams all over the world to create the Sonic Squadron seldom seen, which is... Uh, superhero. This all takes place in a four-page comic book. Yes. Okay. And actually, the last two pages is an insert of the Sonic Squadron seldom seen, which are like superhero versions of all the guests on this album. Oh, right? okay. So, and we got to see, and I did clip out the bare naked ladies. You can see them here if you want to look at my screen. So here we have Ed, who seems to be a silver ball with a wizard's hat on. <laughs> Jim, who is some sort of three-eyed fucking mutant. And Ty, who seems to be wearing a bicycle helmet and has glowing yellow eyes. What do you think their powers are? Well, uh, so, oh, Ed is the pinball wizard. I get it. Oh, so he's just really good at pinball? Or is he, like, actually... I think he's blind and deaf, but he feels... He can, a... he can shoot small ball bearings from his That's hands like Spider-Man. I did... At up to 700 miles an hour, <laughs> he could just rip through fucking buildings, and yeah. Jim has three eyes. So he can just see, a, he could see a little bit better. <laughs> can he see better? Or he, has, he has trinocular vision. Okay, all right, so there's no mystical powers He gets involved. vertigo very easy. Okay, got it, all right. Like, I don't know, what, what would three eyes do for you? If you just had, like, another eye in the middle of your forehead. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, metaphysically, it would give you insight and vision into the But the I mean, beyond. it's not even magical, it's just a regular fucking eye in the middle of your forehead. I think, Nothing. I don't think it would do much. Like, no. It wouldn't, because like we, we already have binocular vision, so yeah. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't increase your depth perception. Yeah. It might. You know what would well, help? Because like you need three points to triangulate stuff, so maybe you could see a little bit better. It would give you better depth perception. I think so. It would really help to have an eye on the side of your head, because then you could see then from you predators. you get re- really fucking confused. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it's kind of just having better peripheral vision. On one side only. <laughs> then the, I think the center of your body would be your right eye. You yes, know what I mean? Yeah, that would be perfect. Eye. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be really fun and not at all weird or confusing. And then Tyler has uh, a bicycle helmet and glowing eyes. He has like, does he think he has eye beams or do you think he has eye powers? I feel like he doesn't have eye powers because eye powers are what Jim has. And you don't want to double up on a team. Mm, well, I don't think Jim has eye powers. <laughs> I think Jim is just a I mean, guy he has with three eye related powers. Okay, so. Why does he have yellow eyes? Why does Ty have yellow eyes? Glowing if he, eyes? If he doesn't have laser beams. Because uh, uh, it's the light shining from inside his skull. Oh, so he's got skull powers. He's the bicycle beacon. He's That's got, very he's good. He's got a big light inside of his head. So the pinball wizard, the bicycle beacon, and the... Trinocular. Trinoculus. 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 He's also inoculated against all oh, forms of diseases. Oh, he can't get any diseases. Yeah. He has raw dog well, sex can, with random can, people. He can get them, but like really lesser versions of them. Okay. Because you can still, like if you're inoculated against something, you can still you can still pick it up like a, a small version of it, can't you? Like if you're inoculated against a, like a COVID, I can still get COVID. It's yeah, just you not just get bad. lesser, but yeah. you're not inoculated, you're immunized. What's the what difference? Is ino- okay, hold on. <laughs> I don't know if this is actually important or interesting inoculated versus oh god this is the hard-hitting scientific reporting that our listeners come to i forgot the name of our podcast (laughs) uh differences between vaccinated versus inoculated versus immunized okay you ready i'm uh, vaccine 
gives someone okay so vaccines don't exist and aren't real and they're just <laughs> microchips from the go- inoculated is vaccinated so inoculated means you have a vaccine it implants a microorganism into you yes immunized is the most general and it can mean to grant immunity to a wide variety ah. of things not just diseases so vaccine and inoculation are the same circle in the venn diagram but immunity is bigger on the venn diagram right right it's so not really even a venn diagram it's like vaccination and uh, inoculation are a smaller circle inside the bigger yes. circle of immunization. Yeah. Isn't that a Venn diagram? Just like a... I think a Venn diagram is an overlapping circles, but when you put one circle completely in the other, I don't th- I don't know if that's a Venn diagram. Okay. Let's look at Venn... Di- <laughs> okay. Let's do <laughs> that. Venn versus Ben. Uh, okay. Um, Venn so 10. Anyway, those are the three. Uh, and there's a bunch of other... Obviously, everyone has their little superhero forms. The rheostatics and... Uh, fucking Ron Sexsmith and all of them, all the fun people on this. Album. All the fun. What about the unfun people? Uh, who's name the most unfun person on this album? Uh, Mary Margaret O'Hara. You didn't think she was fun? She's... Oh my god, she's got a great voice. I don't know who the. Well, I guess fuck the most unfun is. people would have been the uh, um, probably I the Violent Femmes because I expected. Oh, we'll get to it when we get to the song. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a little more about uh, the history of this album. Kev has always loved comics. No surprise there. Yep. When he was with Thin Buckle, he used to riff on stage the Lonely Man theme, the Incredible Hulk theme. The doon, 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 doon. And so that led to uh, it, it led to them talking about doing this album. Um, the comic book also has a fun ad page, like old comic books used to have with a bunch of fake ads on it for like onion glasses, sea pimples, teach kids how to smoke. Uh, just like a bunch of silly things. Um, he announced this via a uh, blog post on the Kevin Hearn blog. And that means it's, of course, time for Saker's <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Hearn blog 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 the first two comments on his blog post are people being like, where can I buy this album? And then the other three pages of comments are bots trying to get people to buy things, uh, automatically posting on every blog post they can find. Here's Smith Edward 306 posting on September 16th, 2021. Hi, Smith Edward 306. Two, two years after this uh, album was released. And this comment says, Kevin Hearn is joining forces with Record Store Day Canada on Saturday, April 13th, to raise money for squash racket strings. The Superhero Suite will be an exclusive and limited edition EP that features Kevin's music alongside other incredible artists, such as Final Fantasy XIV composer orchestral arrangement artist known only by his alias, Dennis62. <laughs> so there you go. For squash racket strings. <laughs> yep, he's raising money for squash racket strings. And you know, of course, the famous composer, Dennis62, 62. of the Final Fantasy XIV soundtrack. Fucking loved that. Thought it was funny. Was Final you. Fantasy XIV soundtrack good? I never played it. Oh. I never. I haven't played a Final Fantasy since 9. Oh, wow. Can you believe that? No, I can't. I'm surprised. No, that's, you know what? That's not true. Okay. I played about 10 hours of 13, and okay. I thought it was fine. How was the soundtrack of that? I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Unmemorable. Oh, well. Hmm. Sorry to hear that. You interested in 16? No, I don't, I don't know anything about... You don't care about, about Clive? I don't know anything about Final Fantasy. I tried oh. to play one Final Fantasy... That a friend loaned me. I don't remember which one it was. It was four or six. It was we like, talked about this before. We were fighting in a... No, it was like a relatively recent Oh, really? One. Yeah. Uh, and it was for 360, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. So I just remember playing like... 
oh, probably two hours of it. And I mean, like, oh, man, I'm so fucking bored by this shit. Like, sure. And then I go online, I'm like reading like the reviews and they're like, don't, don't worry. It really picks up after the first 30 hours. Yep. And I was, was like, oh no. Very likely Final Fantasy 13. All my friends were like, give it 15 hours. It's great after 15 hours. And I was like, no, mm, no, I'm, I'm just going to snap this uh, disc over my knee like I usually do. You borrowed it from your friend. And he gave it to me. Oh, that was sweet. Maybe. I don't know if you want some back. Uh, okay. Who he gave was me this? two big Dylan Welch. Oh! Give me two giant garbage bags full of uh, the fuck? Xbox 360 games. Because I play it while I exercise. Yeah. Okay, so. fun. Okay, cool. You still have them? Yeah, they're in my basement. <gasps> Your newly finished basement my, by the time this episode releases? My being finished basement as we speak. Oh my God, how exciting. This was released, uh, this was mastered by Sterling Sound, which has done over 28,000 vinyl record recordings from artists. Oh, well, they're located in Nashville, Tennessee and okay. Edgewater, New Jersey. Okay. Artists such as Tony Bennett. Mm, R.I.P. Just died. Rip. Rip to rip, a real ripped, one. Rip torn. Oh wow! No, no, no. Lady Gaga. Uh, Bo, he did Bowie's Black. They did Bowie's Black Star. They did Santana. They did the Eagles. They did Lana Del Rey, wow. Janelle Monae, wow. Lizzo. Okay. Uh, can you do a little Rolling rap Stones. like the Poke rap with all the bands? That Imagine they... Dragons, my fucking neighbor's kid's favorite band. Ew. I'm not sure why, but fucking weird. Well, because they, I think they sing really repeatable choruses welcome to the new I'm getting age up, i'm new sitting age. down i'm using my legs to walk all around welcome, welcome to, to the, the new age. uh cool wow that's very exciting thank you but you may be wondering did we get one of these 500 albums no the album is also available on spotify and yeah. you can go download it now yeah. today well you can't download it you can listen to it um but yeah. uh yeah it's a good album yeah uh, well, let's talk about it a little bit. Let's go to track one. Our good friends, The, the Persuasions. Persuasions. Doing a cover of Heroes and Villains by the Beach Boys. Yeah. Um, Very interesting pick. Boy, is it. And it is a cover in the loosest sense of the they word. They repeat one stanza and the chorus. Yep, it is the last pre-chorus and then the chorus over and over and over again. Which brings me to my question, and I suppose this question extends... I mean, this happens a lot in the in the superhero suite, where they'll just pick one thing out of the song. That's what I was about yeah. to say. How much do you think people cared about this project? Hardly at all. You think so? I think it was like, hey, friend, do you want to do a 30-second song for my little CD? Yeah. Okay. Wow. It benefits music counts. Yeah. Music ounce. Like, yeah, just fucking do whatever you want. Obviously, just do whatever the fuck you want. Okay. Some wow. of them just did whatever they wanted, Who and did some of them just played. Oh, fucking. Uh, we'll see. What's we'll fucking see. Michael Ray from Sunrise Orchestra and what? the Shuffle de- Demon Horns, who are just like, let's just make n- n- brass noises. Oh, on Incredible Hulk, I love that. We'll talk about it. He's on a couple of them. Yeah. With his horns. Yeah. Um. Which, yeah. I mean, that's what they do, right? They're experimental musicians. So. I just wondered how much time they dedicated to... My guess is a day much. per song. Okay. All right. One day of their time. How, yeah. Because how much do you dedicate to a project that almost no one will be allowed to listen to, right? I mean, it's like going to be on Spotify. Well, I don't know if they knew that. Do you think they knew that? They almost certainly knew Here's that. Here's my question to you, Ev. You wrote a story for my book, uh, the 2D6 <laughs> book, that nobody ever read and nobody ever will. I How think I ran into somebody at one of your concerts who had read my story. Really? And was like, and you've only gone to like one of my concerts, so that's like three of your concerts I've been to. Impressive. Two of them were on the same day, but <laughs> I did, oh origins. I okay, did yes. go to three of your concerts. That's fair. All right. Um, if I'm already proximate to one of your concerts and there, I will go. Why not? 
thank you. Yeah. You're a kind man. You're welcome. Um, but you know my price. What? Uh, how much time did you put? You put a lot of time into that story. Yeah, probably. I mean, it was a. I think it was like a two, three k word story. So yeah. probably a couple days. Wow. Okay, that's more than I'd expect from you. <laughs> well, I wanted to fucking knock it out of the park. Give my best friend the best I could do. You did fucking great. It also, rules. I figured all the other stories were going to be silly, so I wrote a really horrible one. Yeah. Really no, sad, well, terrible horrible. one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yours was good and your partner's was good. I liked them both. Everybody else's was shit. No. No, everybody wrote really great stories for that. Especially the Fiverr story. How do you feel being in a compilation with somebody from Fiverr? Great. Okay, cool. Probably, I'm probably not the first fucking anthology I've been in with fi someone from Fiverr. God, you think? That's a shame. I don't know. The pizza anthology. A lot of Fiverr folks Nobody in there. cares about fucking written word anymore, so yeah, it's fine. That's true. Well, hey, it's not time for plugs yet, but children, dickless children. Dickless children. How much money did you get from that One, baby? 13,000, 14,000. <laughs> None yet. None yet? Well, I mean, they gave me my advance, but I haven't, well, I haven't gotten the numbers. Let's talk numbers. I don't know. Probably sold a thousand copies. Yeah, but what was your advance, baby? I'm not going to tell you. But you posted it's, it's uh, publicly on your blog. Actually, you haven't done that for a few years, have yeah, you? Yeah, no. What? How's, how is EvanDickin.com doing? Fine. Have you still been posting on it? Yeah, I post every couple months. Really? Yeah. What do you post? Just My say, new book is out? Yeah, my new book is out. Okay, got it. All right. Um, no instrumentation on this song. All acapella. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I didn't care for it. I mean, it's... Smiley Smile is a fucked up song to begin with. I'm not Smiley Smile. The um, Heroes and Villains. Heroes, Heroes and Villains is a fucked yeah. up song. It's the one that like they parodied in Walk Hard. You I know, don't remember that. Oh, where where do we? If you haven't seen Walk Hard, listeners, you need to watch Walk it's Hard. Been the probably Dewey ten Cox years stories. for me. But, I need to see yeah, it. It's a um, it's where they're like, because he, uh, Brian Wilson, lying in bed mm -hmm. with his uh, auditory hallucinations. Uh, I think he spent like forty thousand dollars mastering this song. Which is like three hundred fifty thousand dollars. One song in today's yeah. This Jesus. was the one that he recorded throughout the whole entire session and kept like adding more and more and, and then at the end he just like threw everything away and started over again. Jesus. And kept adding more like I need more didgeridoos. I need more of this and it's like <clears throat> yeah he uh, um I think it's the most they said it was the most complex song in the Beach Boys histories with dozens of sections and uh, they did like I think 30, 30 full session takes of it. Holy fuck! And then he like threw them away. Um, it's partly inspired by Wilson's uh, auditory hallucinations. Um, he was attempting to, quote unquote, recreate the ghoulish voice in his head by um, taking a acapella um, Beach Boys songs and slowing them down till they became a vast swamp-like groan of terror. Oh my God! This is Smiley Smile. This is uh, yeah. This is Heroes and Villains. Oh, interesting. But it's like written about the uh, Wild West, like the California the California history. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Including uh, like the references to like Span the Spanish con like the Spanish uh, coming up and then also like Native Americans and like what I thought stuff. it was kind of just meant to be like <laughs> an early version of like what if superheroes but gritty right because isn't it like the whole thing just like you know oh you you fucked up my life you superhero. No, uh, it's like uh, you went down in a hail of bullets and when you walk in Jerome you never walk alone and oh okay so oh, the Spanish Indian home of heroes and villains. She was right in the rain of bullets that brought her down. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought for some reason this was just a, uh, uh, an actual song about both heroes and villains, but I understand. You're right. It is about clearly something different. I mean, it's about heroes and villains. Like, yeah. Spanish well, yeah, what a strange, strange song for them to cover for this I really, album. I really think that 
Kev likes the experimental nature of the song, oh, and sure. then it's just called Heroes and Villains, so he was like, eh, this is a good way to but start. But do you think that Kev told the Persuasions what song to cover? No oh, way. Absolutely. No. What? I bet what he I bet what he did was he put together a, um, and I feel like we've heard him ta- say this, but he put together a list of like 40 songs, like hero-related songs. Like super, some of them were superhero theme and some of them were very loosely heroic like this one. And then they got to pick from it. Huh. Interesting. I would never have guessed that. I would assume that everybody picked their own song. And then as long as it was superhero theme, they were. Well, I mean, they, like, Kev, Kev was like working with them in instru- and on the instrumentation and stuff. So I bet he had a lot of input into the process. Is there a song that you wish were on this album that isn't? Hmm. Mine would be... Uh, and they say that heroes yep, 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 that's a good one. That would fucking rule. Um, I would say the 1990s animated Bat- Batman animated series song. Ooh, yeah. The ska version. Oh, okay. Pick it up, pick it up. Who would you want to cover it? Um, probably... Captain Captain Diarrhea and the... <laughs> Captain Colostomy and the Urinals. We were not a ska band. I think we were a crust bunk band. But So you have no preference? Um, I would say the Toasters. They would do an okay job. Toasters are good. Okay, cool. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Kevin Hearn, Michael Ray, and the Shuffle Demon Horns covering the Incredible Hulk theme, a.k.a. the Lonely Man theme, one of my favorite television songs of all time. I mean, it starts out as a Lonely Man theme, and then it just... Be- so it starts off with Hearn Piano playing the yes, Lonely Man theme. A little, a beautiful version yeah, of it. Yeah, no spin on it. No, just, just yeah. lovely. And then, like, brass cymbals and creepy noises cut in. It turns into this noir sort of, like... I, I love hesitate it. to call it any, a song after that. Oh, like, really? It is, it is a, it's like a sound project. I, okay, it's noir for a little bit, but then it does turn into a nightmare. A fucking yeah. just spins out I mean, into infinity. I guess that captures, like, the sheer, like, batshit nature of the Hulk, where, like, oh, sure. when he becomes the Hulk, like, he's just gonna break things like, yeah although i think they've got control over it now right um to some extent i mean i i just like he doesn't just kill his friends no but i did just finish uh the 50 issue run of the uh the fucking really terrifying uh what the fuck was it called not unkillable hulk but it was like truly the like unfuckable hulk. the unfuckable <laughs> hulk is what it was but it's like just like nightmare demon like horrifying inside hulk's brain hulk shit. goes to hell yeah the green space uh <laughs> oh it's it's truly great um but uh yeah I, I don't know if he totally has control of it still there's like multiple personalities like, going he, on he, i mean he has enough like awareness that he doesn't just it like, he's, it's not just a he he's a work, chaos agent he but can he's work not, with his yeah, personalities he's, to some extent. he's not like a it's not just a like a random a, a engine of destruction sure. anymore he doesn't right? tear captain america to shreds yeah. even though he could yeah, you're Could right. he? Probably. Oh, God, yeah. Are you Probably. kidding me? He's the Hulk. He can kill yeah. anyone. So the, the latter half of this song uh, reminds me of what I imagine like the Eric Andre show's band sounds like in real life. Yes, just randomly <laughs> hitting notes on their instruments. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch the new season? Yeah, it's great. So good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, Mary, anything else on that song? Nope. Mary Margaret O'Hara, Can You Read My Mind, a.k.a. the love theme from Superman. Oh, what a lovely From little 27 seconds. Christopher Reeves song. I felt like this was more of an intro to the next song because I yes. I was kind of pissed off when this song ended so quickly. And then I was like, oh, no, the next song is very similar musically. Yes. But, the re-aesthetics. Yeah, um, but, um, which, oh, go ahead. Oh, so yeah. So Mary Margaret O'Hara, I think she's sister of Catherine O'Hara, the actor. Oh, from, interesting. From like Home Alone and Beetlejuice and Schitt's Creek and I don't know, every Christopher Guest comedy. 
Interesting. Okay, I did not. She may have been the one person on this album that I did not look up for some reason. She's a singer-songwriter. Yeah, oh, I did look her up. She had um, what Miss America in 1988. And yes. Who? She uh, guess who played violin on that? Who? Not who? Hugh Marsh. Yes! Do you think that's the connection here? Almost certainly. His buddy Hugh Hugh. Yeah. So I remember listening to that album and not really jiving with it, but okay. it, it seemed like a fine. Her, like her. I mean, if you've heard this 30-second clip of her voice, you've basically heard the album. It's just her voice, like, vocal gymnastics all over the place. Okay. Which is fine. Yeah, yeah. That's your thing. It's lovely. Uh, but yeah, the next song is my favorite song on the album. Uh, the Reestatics covering Flaming Lips Waiting for a Superman. I already fucking love that song, and this cover is gorgeous. It's a shame that it's so short. The horn section is going off. Um, Reostatic singer is trying to ape the Flaming Lips yeah. sort of aesthetic. Uh, as best as he can. It mostly works. It felt very Coldplay-esque. Like the, he sounded kind of like a Coldplay version of it. Interesting. I wonder why. Why Coldplay? What gave you Coldplay? Just the, the, the way he sang, like his, his vocal stylings. Okay, I like could hear whatever that. Whatever the re- lead singer of Coldplay is. I'm, I mean, his name is Nigel Young. Uh, Ni- Nigel McKenna- McKinney. Nigel McKinney? I think it's uh, Christopher Guest. <laughs> and that's not just because we said the name one second ago. All right, the lead singer of Coldplay is... Oh. You're going to look it up? Yep. You just bragged last episode about yes. how you could look up anything. It's true. Hold on. Let me look it up real quick. It looks like it's William Chando. <laughs> Chando. What a Never would have guessed. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, though. I love it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. The uh, the so Let's talk a little bit of the crossfading on this album. This yeah. album is just crossfaded to shit. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Like, Kev does not want us to think. He wants us to go, move along. Fly to the next song I like mean, a also, superhero. I mean, might. if it's a suite, it should be in like this a similar key or like carry like light motifs throughout. I agree, and that's it why doesn't I, really, but like in some cases it does, like this. Yes, this wasn't eleven different sections to me because some of these songs, like "Waiting for a Superman" and uh, "Can You Read My Mind," were like one of of a piece, right? Yeah. Just like Transformers, the next song and Wonder Woman are kind of of a piece. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I love the background arpeggios on "Waiting oh, for yeah. Superman." Oh yeah, I also I also called those out. The little, yeah. the little like electronic flux in the background yeah. was a lot of fun. They're good. Yeah, um, it's like Kevin is best. Yes, I don't know much about the Reestatics besides for was this a band that Kev was in? At some no, point? no, this was they were like a um, gosh, I think they they're like a late seventies, eighties, nineties band. I think they had that one hit Claire. Um, but they were very like sort of avant-garde, and they did a lot of different musical stylings. Okay, this is not uh, Corky and the Juice Pigs didn't turn into the Rio Stacks. No, no, Corky and the Juice Pigs do show up later on this album. Yes, they do. But, okay, uh, not not this, not Got the, it. not okay. the same guys. Uh, track five, Ron Sexsmith with Transformers. Ron Sexsmith. Oh Did you know anything about Ron Sexsmith God. before? We I knew have... nothing. When I looked at a picture of him, he looks like he the looks saddest like a, he looks like a serial killer in the universe. Yeah. Yes, Ron Sexsmith made me sad to look at. Uh, but damn, so he has this like is he has like seventeen. Sexy, he has like seventeen sexy. albums. Does he Ron really? Sexsmith. Yeah, he's like one of those guys who just like he's like a Bob Dylan who just keeps fucking writing. He um. His original album was produced by a guy named Kurt Swinghammer. Okay. And his next album was produced by a guy named Bob Wiseman. Okay. So I guess my question is, what portmanteau do you want for your last name? You can like Sexsmith, Swinghammer, Wiseman. Oh. But, uh, I guess Wiseman is a as a portmanteau, yeah. isn't it? Or at least a compound word. Yeah. A portmanteau would be like swammer, not Swinghammer. Okay. Hammer. So what what compound, <laughs> compound word? Houseboat. I want to be houseboat. Saker Houseboat. Saker Houseboat. <laughs> that might be my professional name from now on. Yeah. <laughs> what would your name be? Hmm. Bacon slut. 
That's very good. Evan can Bacon you, Slut. Can you do uh, Children of Vagilus or whatever the next album is <laughs> that you're doing? The next album. We call them albums in the biz. <laughs> can you do it as Evan Bacon Slut? Oh, man. Do you think it would be a bummer to not have name recognition anymore? People yeah, I think that people Evan would. Dickin. Yeah, they people know Evan Dickin. Dickin. <laughs> hundreds of hundreds of fans across if, the world. If not tens of hundreds. <laughs> if not tens of dozens. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Ronald Eldon Sexsmith. Uh, this cover rules, but let me pose a question to you. Are the Transformers superheroes? I was thinking that too. I would say yes. Really? I don't think they are. Because you don't have to be human to be a superhero, right? I don't think that's a quote. No, of course not. So, but like, what? what's... But I mean, they're, they're super... They're super... They're. But do they help people? They do. I if they can. Their whole thing was just to like take down the auto- or the uh, Decepticon. I don't know anything about Transformers. They take down the Decepticons, but like the Decepticons want to like fuck people over too. I thought the Decepticons just wanted to kill the Autobots. I thought it was just a war in space. It was, and then they came to Earth, and the Decepticons want to use like. I mean, again, this is going off my like. I, I watched it. Transformer cartoons in the eighties. Okay, neither of us really know anything about the Transformers, but let's speculate. It's well, I know that like people were in tr- the Decepticons were not. Uh, averse to putting like humans in danger they didn't okay. really care about humans but is saving people what makes you a superhero they don't have any superpowers number one they do they can fly they can turn into fucking you know that's jamba, the... jamba juice food trucks they can uh i was gonna say that's just a racial feature but i guess superman yeah is just like he's a just martian manhunter his... like there's a lot of little alien boys who yeah. come to earth and and be better and, superheroes. and be better than us if anything the like comic books have taught us is that everyone out there is way better than we are Wouldn't so we it, should not go into space it would rule no we should find a planet where everybody sucks and then we could just be like, that guy can walk he's a superhero <laughs> he has five senses <laughs> yeah he's a superhero he can roughly judge what time it is at any given oh, moment i mean like basically every planet we know of compared to ours sucks because it doesn't have like intelligent life on it yeah, that's true. Like, look at those fucking single cell organisms. We've got to be the shit. best ones out there. But do you think we've sing- got to be the, the best problem. ones out there? Here's the problem. Oh, I come from America. Of course, I think we're the best ones out there. Here's the problem: Would single celled organisms appreciate us? Because that's a big part of being a superhero. Well, what is we would being have appreciated by the masses. What we would have to do is like uplift them to the okay. point they could appreciate us. Okay, so we need to put them through the evolution machine mm-hmm. just to a point where they are. Evolved enough to, to be awed by us. Watch the 1992 Mario Brothers movie. I was just I was reverse the the Koopatron or whatever it is and yes. take him take him forward in. I believe you could evolve or de-evolve. Those oh, are the well, two. Well, there we fucking go. Weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Imagine if you were like a fucking I don't know lungfish and then you just got evolved to whatever the fuck lungfish become. Heartfish. Heartfish. <laughs> like, I mean, you you don't have any intelligence. Like, you're, you're smarter. Yeah. But you don't have any more knowledge. You're still a fucking idiot fish. Yeah. So your capacity for understanding is greater. So you're just screaming all the time <laughs> because suddenly you're taking in 10 times the amount that you were taking and sometimes, in before. And suddenly you realize like the inevitability of your own death. Yeah. Oh, so you just... becoming sentient. <laughs> yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I do wonder when my son, there is going to be a point which he gains sentience, right? Like, yeah, he is sentient now, but, like, he's not forming... Perm- There's going to be a time when he's watching Dude Perfect on YouTube, and he goes, I am now a human being. <laughs> like, I am making permanent memories. I am a hairless biped. Look at me. <laughs> yes. I'm excited for that moment when reality hits him like a fucking truck. It's going to be fun. 
Um, kind of. It is. I mean, having seen my kid kind of start to go through that, mm-hmm. like they start like asking questions about death and things like that. Ooh, scary. Oh, you know, like everyone dies, bud. Yeah, yeah. There's probably nothing afterwards. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Some people believe in magic. Ah, uh, that would be fun. It would be fun if, I mean, based on the people I know who do believe in magic, it isn't fun. Yeah, because you have to be nice all the time. You don't. In fact, you, you, most of the people I know who believe in magic are mean. Oh, I thought you were talking about Christianity. I was. Oh, okay. And am. But you have to be nice in order to go to the afterlife. Well, that's not, seems to be not what American oh, yeah, brand of Christianity forgot. believes. Right. You have to enforce <laughs> okay. your beliefs, evangelize and enforce your beliefs in other people. Yeah. Although some of the better people I know are Christians, too, so. Really? Yeah. I don't think I know any Christians. I know quite a few in my family. Okay. And they're Fair bad. Um, I could listen to a 30-hour version of this, not a 30-second version. I love the bossa nova feel to it. Oh, the, yeah, the... the tra- yeah, yeah, we are talking about a piece of music. Okay, I just, I just <laughs> forgot. Uh, I don't know. I never liked the lyrics of the song, like, Robots in Disguise. I never yeah. liked the fact that they could hide amongst us. Yeah, that is... Like, it, but they can't. It reminds me of, like, Maximum... They can! Haven't you seen the Bumblebee movie? Well, I guess he could be a car, but he's acting very strangely now, isn't he? Well, I mean, he could be a car. They could be... He could be a car. He yeah. could be driven around like a normal car for any amount of time and then suddenly turn into a robot, mangling the person inside of yeah. him, and then just go on a rampage. What did the Transformers eat? Energon cubes. <laughs> where do they get those? Mm, <laughs> I have no memory of where they get them, but they're just okay. like these like glowing cubes. Okay. That sounds good. I could go for an Energon cube or two right yeah, now. What do you think it tastes like? Pop Rocks. Yeah. How would you feel eating Pop Rocks for every meal? Pop Rocks and like, if like you put a mouthful of Pop Rocks and then like Diet Coke. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck. For every meal? It'd be like eating a, like a, uh, drinking a two liter of Coca-Cola and, and having a Mentos uh, in your mouth. Ew, so it just your fills, it fills your entire body with foam. Don't love that. It just feels like being filled up. Yuck. You're being filled up. <laughs> like, you're, you're hitting on somebody's uh, kink out there. Uh, let's move to Fernando Saunders, Tony Thundersmith, Michael Ray, and Sahara McDonald doing the Wonder Woman theme. This whole album is kind of weirdly sexy so far. Don't you agree? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's sexy in as much as, like, music is sexy. Yeah, but there's a lot of, like, bossa nova and, like, By a lot, you mean soul just, and yeah, R&B. I mean, and, yeah, like, so I guess, I mean, in as much as, like, the, the genre of R&B is sexy and the of funk, is. funk is sexy. Funky. Yeah. yeah. I wish they were longer than 30 seconds because you could put this album on and just like, you know, but. Well, I, I mean. I, for for both of us. For both of us. 15 <laughs> minutes is, is quite sufficient. <laughs> That's, I, honestly, I could just put the Transformers theme on twice. Yeah. Done, <laughs> baby. That is a good yeah, one for I me. I mean, my partner prefers brevity. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. The quicker the bell. Let's get this finished. Um, We've got stuff to do. we got media to binge. <laughs> I got uh, Legend of Zelda to play. Uh, I love the scatting. But scatting is one of those things where, like, talented scatters are good at improvisation, but it also means that they probably didn't put a lot of effort into it, right? Like, or at least not a lot of takes. You could just be like, ooh, yeah, that Wonder Woman. Jesus. I, exactly. Like, I'm like, like, the dialogue is facile. Like, oh, look, there she is. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> that's who we're singing about. Baby, one take. In and out. Let's get I mean, it that's, done. That's why I said they probably spent a day on this. At max. At max. max. Yes, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, the, the kind of look at this girl breakdown is very strange. Uh, and overall, I had no feelings about this song. Um, did you have feelings about it? Yeah, it was fine. Like I, I liked the R&B funkiness of it. I liked like the wood blocks and water drops in the back that yeah. were like really 
kind of kind of weird. I, I mean, agree. at least they they like did something with it. I agree. Unlike the next song. But this is where we move into our second movement. If there are movements, we take a pause here and then we go <laughs> as loud as we fucking can for this next song. The Violent Femmes and the Bare Naked Ladies and, and Colin, Colin Hay. Hay. We've got three of the biggest names ever just doing a song where they all blend into nothingness. Yeah, they're just all singing at once. Yes. And as it's loud as they just can. the Batman song. Yes. Why not spread these boys out? I mean, Gordon Gano from Violent Femmes has such a, like a distinctive fucking voice. Like he sings out of his asshole. Yeah. Like fucking use that, Kev. You're yeah. like, wasting him. Ed Robertson too, not to be, you yeah. know, I love my boys. Um but yeah, they, we just like absolutely. So does Colin Hay. Colin Hayes have a distinctive voice too. They should yeah. have just let them each do a fucking line. Would have been great. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah, but I do understand that the fun of Batman is the energy of the song, right? But we do need to fucking. I don't know. This was one take for sure. This yeah. was not a day. I do like the, this was a moment. Yeah, the the lyrics are just the name. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's. If you can write, if you can write an, a one word song, sure, do it. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, this was, you know, uh, uh, the only person I could pull out of this song was Ty. I could hear Ty out of all of this. I think he's the one going, bam, pow, in the, like, uh, the breakdown of the song, um, which is fun. Uh, love the sax. Yeah. How could you not? How could, I mean, it's Batman, right? It's Batman, yeah. Uh, the Batman, the original Batman was written by, like, Neil Hefty in his orchestra. Okay. He's just a, like, a... Jingle. The inventor of the bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Um, this song should have ended the album. You're right. Especially because I think the next song is like a big tonal shift. What? Oh, wait, no. Spider-Man. So not that big of a tonal shift. But, uh, you know, we go back to Ron Sexsmith. We do kind of lower the... Uh, the it's, it's sort of a jazzy uh, little riff here, right? It's got a big lead and a big tail. It's a, yeah. it's a it's even though Ron Sexsmith is singing it, it feels like a Kevin Hearn song because it is. Well, Ron Sexsmith's not singing it. That would be Aaron Jensen. Oh. Uh, Aaron Jensen has done stuff for. He's a Canadian uh, composer, and his band is called Countermeasure, and he's sung songs on the Cuphead soundtrack. His whole thing is kind of like it's an jazzy swing song. Oh, I thought Countermeasure was like a chorus. Uh, I think it's his just his his sort of swing band, okay. right? Uh, yeah, uh, and he's he's a real Ryan Reynolds looking motherfucker. He's a real suave looking real asshole, real charismatic piece of these. shit. He's gonna I start a fucking are, mobile phone company. What I like is a Ron Sexman. If you're talented, you don't be handsome. You should look like shit. Yeah, absolutely. We like that's not fair to be talented and handsome. Fucking leave some for the rest you of us. Look like dickhead. Louis Anderson. That's yeah. who he looks like. Fucking Ron Sexsmith. That, looks like a, he's like a Louis Anderson vibe. Rip to a real one. Uh, a young, a young Louis Anderson. Maybe I could see it. I think he looks like um, uh, the guy who voices Steven Universe. He does the best show. Tom Sharpling. You know Tom Sharpling? I know Steven Universe. I don't know Tom Sharpling. He doesn't voice Steve. He voices Greg Universe. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, he's a podcaster. Anyway. Uh, I felt like the Spider-Man song could have used a little bit of scatting. Speaking of scatting. Yeah, I don't love this song. But I feel like if it wasn't on this album, people would be like, where the fuck is Spider-Man? Yeah, it's got like a finger snapping rhythm to it. Yeah. Like, at least when it's going. And then it's got a long tail. And then, I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like Jim got involved somehow, and so you just needed to put like fucking spider noises. Like I, get, I get it, Kev. You want like some verisimilitude? What you is a spider noise? Like little like, 
Oh, I don't like know if I sk skittering and like the, they they tried to make it sound of like spider-like towards the end of the song. I really clocked that. Like the last like 30 seconds of it is kind of kind of nasty. Descend into nightmare again. Yeah. I feel like Kev loves the descent into nightmare. That's kind of his jail. I feel like he loves planetarium music, good and evil. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Go to an evil planetarium. Oh, I love an evil planetarium. I can't get enough of an evil planetarium. Um, can Did we talk? Know, yeah, this was, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's, your, it's oh, you. The, it's the original you. was written by Paul Webster. Get oh, it? Oh, my God. And Bob Harris. Get it? Oh, spiders, Harry. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Sung by the Billy Van Singers, who were paid only for the session and have never gotten oh, residuals. Oh, my fucking yeah. God. Bullshit. I mean, what do you want, though? You don't expect to have a tail on this song. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if they call you in, I guess you should always ask for residuals. Yeah. Should always. What are they going to do? They're going to kick you out and be like, you're a fucking session singer. I'll get somebody else to do it. I mean, Billy Van was a Canadian comedian. Like, he had a little bit of clout. Really? Back in, like, the 50s or something. They got a comedian to sing this song? Well, he was... Well, this is back in the days when like comedians were also songsters and like could oh, tap dance and do sure, shit like sure, that. Sure. Like they had to be, you had to be like a multi. Variety man. You couldn't just go up and make fun of black people for. Oh, an hour. okay, all right. You didn't, you didn't just go up with a bunch of like racist puppets. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. that's yeah. kind of. A, Nowadays, that's, that's, that's just that's just all we do. But interesting. Um, that's something that I also I that I found out about this that I really enjoyed was this is like Spider-Man's theme song in universe. Like it exists in the Spider-Man universe, and this is his theme song. Yeah, sure. Do you know who uh, who really uses it to great effect? Aerosmith. In the Marvel universe, well, they did a they did they did a cover of it. Oh, I didn't know. Michael Bublé. Uh, well, no, Ryan North. He uh he he's all about the Spider-Man theme when he writes Spider-Man or even Squirrel Girl or anything like that. Fascinating. Loves using the Spider-Man theme. Um, next song. Here we go, baby. Kev's got to do it. Harlan Williams. He can't not give his cousin a job. You he may cannot. know Harlan Williams from Half Baked, Rocket Man, something about Mary, Dumb and Dumber. The Super Cousins. Superstar. The Cousins. Down Periscope. And, of course, my favorite, Freddy Got Fingered. That's right. He is in Freddy Got Fingered, isn't he? Which of those movies... I guess those are all good movies. They're 90s comedies, which means they but were funny at the time. Good. Well, they were good at the time. But Freddy like, Got Fingered? Freddy Got Fingered's great. Perfect movie. Only because something it's a... It's a, it's a, it's a t something about Mary, I remember laughing so fucking hard the first time I saw it in the theater, and then I feel like the things I were laughing at are not okay to laugh at anymore. Because oh. I was like a teenager, right? Yeah. I was fucking stupid as shit. So I was laughing at like how they made fun of like handicapped people. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. yeah it's, okay. not, it's not great. What? Were they the Farley brothers? Farley brothers. Farley brothers. Hey, the Farley brothers. Is that what they were? That's how they said it. Oh, okay. Their words, not mine. But they were like fucking a hit for a while yeah. and then they fell off the face of the earth right yeah because i feel like their i mean their, their comedy style was a very 90s sort of farce sure. 80s and 90s i should say and i should say the 90s movies aren't comedies aren't as bad as the 80s comedies where it's just like they're just sexist and racist and kind of gross all the time yeah and i think you're kind of coming out of the 90s i don't think you can i think it's like i will almost unabashedly recommend like dramas and horror movies and like some fantasies from the 80s and 90s but like i have a lot of trouble recommending comedies right because yeah. they're they're topical and they're kind of mean-spirited yeah ways. yeah i mean we we definitely had a different uh uh understanding of what was okay back then yes um i looked up the the Farelli brothers. Farellis. uh wondering if there's anything they did mama Farelli. and you probably know this but, you know, they Dumb and Dumber, mm -hmm. something about Mary, me, myself, and Irene, Shallow How. 
They had fucking hit after hit, and then they kind of fell apart a little bit. It's Three Stooges. Do you remember the Three Stooges 2012? Vaguely. Yeah. And then 2018, Peter Forelli wrote The Green Book, winner of Academy Award for Best Picture. They went from Dumb and Dumber <laughs> to The Green Book. Well, maybe they made all those comedy. You have to walk before you can fly. I guess. You have to make fart jokes before you can uh, win an Academy Award. And then following that, the best beer run ever is oh. the next Peter Varelli huh. movie. Champions. And they've got two two uh, two movies in the works: Dear Santa and Ricky Stanicky. <laughs> Boy, okay. I hope Ricky Stanicky is good. Yeah, let's go see that in theaters. Okay, you want to go see it? Yeah. It stars, of course, John Cena and Zac Efron. Oh, scheduled to be released on Prime Video. We cannot see it in theaters, friend. We can rent a theater. Okay, that's not a bad idea. Those are cheap, or they were in the time of COVID. Probably not anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I kind of am bummed that we never got to do, like, a fun COVID thing like that. A fun I COVID. I miss COVID, don't you? No! <laughs> I miss, like, May of 2020. Ah, oh, the good times we had at home in our houses. No. <laughs> okay, never mind. All right, no, where I were hate, we? I hate having to, like, I hated having to, like, whenever you guys came over. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that. This is why we need a visual podcast because Saker's partner just came down and, and gave him a what the fuck <laughs> yes, for, for, for all missing that. COVID. Yeah. So I, I don't miss like having to like when I wanted to have my friends over, having to like take my entire living room outside in my backyard. Oh, that was so fun. It's not we as fun as watching around a fire. Not as fun as watching it in a air conditioned That's and temperature true. controlled house. That's true. Which is how I prefer to do it. Yeah. Um this uh, this song is called Cliffhanger Nation. It's just Harlan Williams doing I thought a it was Cliffhanger improv. Narration. Oh, narration. Whoops, my bad. Harlan Williams doing a little improv, right? Yeah. It's got to be improv. Har- you know, Harlan Williams is now known for, like, kids' media. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's written a bunch of, like, children's books, and then he created, uh, I think, Puppy Patrol or Puppy Dog Pals or something like that. Oh. That show that, like, is on Disney Plus, I think. Oh, well, good it's for just, him. Like, just, like, talking puppies. Okay. Do you think, like, if you are a, an adult entertainer, like an entertainer for adults... Do you think like backing into children's entertainment is kind of like slumming it? Uh, no. Especially uh, if you already have like a if, if you already have like cachet. Backing into children's entertainment is like uh, becoming a landlord, right? It's like here's my passive income for the rest so, of my life. So fundamentally unethical. Yes, <laughs> it is unethical to make children's media. Uh, no, I don't know. To back into children's media. Well, it's just like having something that will sustain you for the rest of your life and not having to worry about things anymore. It's like when, uh, like, they might be giants did like that children's uh, yeah. album and they just like were suddenly huge. And then they did like seven more children's albums and then they scored the entirety of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse on Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, you backed into it. And now I remember, oh, I'm confusing them with the Aquabats. Never mind. <laughs> well, I went to an Aquabats show and, you know, Aquabats had their career from ska legends third wave ska legends to having a children's show the aquabat super show Mm -hmm. and at the show there were like fucking ska punks and like seven-year-olds and there was like a mosh pit and they were like we need to have an early show and a late show from now on on stage they were like this is not conducive to our brand anymore Uh that's it's weird when you go from a you know, from something about Mary to Puppy Dog Pals, I'm sure that, you know, when Harlan Williams does his stand-up shows now, there's, like, you know, the crust punks who are there for his, you know, stuck-on-you days. And then there are these four-year-olds who just want to hear him do his Puppy Dog Pals material. You know what I mean? 
I do. <laughs> I do too. And now we are lawfully wedded. So uh, he does that like chugga, 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 woo, woo. Mm. I hated this. I hope it was improv. I hope it wasn't written. Yeah. It, I didn't enjoy it much either. But what I did lo- like lock onto is, um, do you know where this song is set? No. <gasps> Vegetable Town! Yeah. That just occurred to you me! You just figured it out. That just occurred to me! Captain Zucchini, oh. Cauliflower Warriors, oh my Magic God. Broccoli Bomb. Oh my God, it hit me like a fucking truck. Oh my God, it's definitely set in Vegetable Town. Yeah. That rules. Oh my God. Um. Wow, the vegetable universe grows! Who do you think did the instrumentation on this? It's not listed. Oh. Couldn't be Harlan. Probably, they probably got it from a, like, a... Uh, a clip site. You know what I forgot to do? What? Bare naked news. Can we interrupt the uh, the review of the album? Interrupting this broadcast for, for us two for pieces two, of for two news? special reports. Okay. Bare naked news coming Number to one. you from the trenches. Last summer on Earth, twenty twenty three is over. We've done thirty five shows. They did it. Thirty five shows exactly the same. Yeah, with, Rob, with minor variations. What do you, th- do you Pine Knob, Michigan, was their last show. Do you think that by the end they were doing a lot of different shit? I bet there are four different songs than the, than the concert we heard. You think so? Because they got to do their classics. They can't not do like Old Apartment. And, yeah. You know all the. I will. Ones. I will tell you. Uh, <laughs> matter of time. It's all been done. Old Apartment. Ad lib slash shake it off. Gonna walk. Just wait. Uh, must be one of the new songs. Looking up. Big backyard. Pinch me. Smile. Smile, won't you, won't you smile? Oh, bummer we didn't hear that. I think Just Wait is an old song. Uh, uh, Let me see what it is, baby. What it is, what it is. Uh, 33 times. First time was at Kemba Live in Columbus, Ohio. We heard it for the first time. It's a new song. Oh, it's a new song? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hello City, Blame It On Me, Township of King, Brian Wilson, Love and Life, Odds Are, Big Bang Theory Theme. Oh, man. I would have much rather heard Township of King than Big Backyard. Just the same old shit. For slopping out Kev songs. Yeah. Wow, what a boring, boring, What I want boring. is Jerome. I want him to sing Jerome. I know you do. I know you want Jerome, buddy. I never want to walk alone. Uh, Second piece of news. Beep, 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 beep. The Kaisers stole out wood for 20. <laughs> uh, did you know that's a Mainer accent? Sort of a, hey there, guy. That's sort of a Mainer. Connecticut Trans, trans- sort of Transatlantic. Accent. Transatlantic, yeah, I suppose so. Um, Is that uh, they've released their new single. <laughs> Too Old is the name of this single. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ev, I told you a little bit about this signal at the single last weekend at the pool party you held. It is indeed, and we'll my, talk. I feel my gut rumbling. We will not talk about it till we talk about the album okay. in depth. Yes, but it is a treatise about how cancel culture sucks. The bare naked ladies, the most liberal. They're not the most liberal. They're, they're it's, since Steve left, they've become different fucking people. I feel like they're they're rich libs, right? You know they yes. they. Donate, they donate imagine. to charity. They have that moral licensing. And I feel like they're left on the political spectrum. But left on the political spectrum is just conservative. Kev, though? Kev doing this? Kev being like this Kev is, is just... I think I feel like Kev, like based on his songs, is just disconnected from like, why can't we all just get that's along? Right. I We're all blood, blood inside. I forgot. Like he's, that's, that's how he thinks about politics. And granted, like he does do a lot of good. Like he, you know... Uh, uplifts indigenous art and donates a lot to yeah. charity and things like so so i mean I, i'm not gonna knock him he probably does way more good than i do hey 
And Ed Brock, I mean, during COVID, they they donated yeah. money every week so I think, to a like, different cause. I guess judge them by their acts, not what they're and saying. And that's kind of the the thing of the song is like you know you can't just you know one bad thing you do fucking for the rest of your life. But and that's fair. But the cancel culture doesn't cancel culture is not like that. No. If the one bad thing you do is raping someone, then yeah, you shouldn't be in movies anymore. I know. Yeah. Or raping a lot of people. Agreed. But. <laughs> But I do, I love that uh, Saker's YouTube comment of the week, which we'll talk about. Six, six, Saker's YouTube co- uh, comment so- of the week. Somebody on, uh, somebody on the, the YouTube for Too Old said, truly one of the most stirring and powerful songs ever written about losing one's right to say the N-word. And I really enjoyed that <laughs> as a comment on a Better Lady song. All right, sorry. Let's go to track 10. Kevin Hearn, ten, Phil ten, Nickel, ten, Greg ten. Neal, and Sean Cullen doing Flash's theme. Oh, this is the first time we get to hear Kev on this album. Yeah, it's a definite vibe shift because all the other songs have been incredibly like uh, like jazzy, slow, sort of up, up, up tempo. That's what I mean, up tempo. And sort of like five jazzy up tempo songs leading into nothing but a man. Yeah. Whenever you get Kev involved, baby, you, you suck yeah. the energy out of the room. I mean, it's a fucking Queen song, right? Yeah. And they get into it. But it's just like he sings the things and then it's just the worst parts of the Queen song. Which is the samples. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they Here they come again. Ming is angry. Oh, no. Do you think they re-record? Attack Flash. They should have at least got like Brian Blessed screaming something. Well, I'm wondering if. Oh, that would have been cool. I'm wondering if they got the people, the guests on the album to do the little drop-ins. Because those are definitely new pieces, right? They didn't use the ones from the, the movie. I don't fucking. Well, t- I've seen the movie, but like I don't know it well. Enough. I mean, I've seen it probably four times I mean, in the last it's ten years. Definitely but. someone aping the movie. But I mean, it's a delightful batshit movie. Like, yeah, I mean, Flash is like a golden retriever, sort of careening through a sci-fi fantasy setting. Yeah, I enjoy it. I just yeah. saw it. Uh... Yeah, I know. I showed it to Jared, and Jared liked it so much he showed it to you. Yes, indeed, it was fun. Uh, the horns. Goddamn, there's so many horns on this album. I loved them in this song. Um, Flawless lead into the final song. Just a little short lead into yeah. our final song. Do you have anything else on? I mean, Flash? this is the one that had the Corky and the Juice Pigs in it, right? Oh. Uh, Phil Nickel, Greg Neal, and they Sean are. Cullen. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. That's they're Corky and the Juice doing Pigs. Some, yep. Love I love that he's still buddies with them. I love that he's still doing music with them. Do you think there's any jealousy there? <sighs> Probably. Almost certainly. I can't imagine there wouldn't be. But he's still throwing them a bone every once in a while. Here's a hundred bucks to come be on my superhero album. No residuals. No residuals. Actually, here's no money because it all goes to charity. That's true. So if he paid them, it's out of pocket. Yeah, which I wouldn't imagine that he wouldn't do. I mean, I imagine he paid for all the like the mastering yes, and things yes, like yes, that out of pocket. True. Yeah. Alan Doyle and Carol Pope doing Iron Man, which is not about Iron Man. Yeah. It's become synonymous with the superhero because of the Marvel movie. But it's about a bad guy. Yes. Yeah. Which is very strange. I mean, it's about a good guy who turns bad and like fucking annihilates people. I don't yeah. Know. Um, Vengeance from the Grave killed people he once saved. Yeah. I, I love the interplay between them. I don't love the song itself. I've always, like Spider-Man. It's a song that I think people would complain if it weren't on the album. Yeah, and I think that, like, I couldn't pick... I, I got um, Greg... Uh, I'm sorry, Alan Doyle out of it, but I couldn't pick Carol Pope out of it. She, they, they, there's an interplay between them a little bit at the beginning of the song. Um, yeah, I mean, it's playing in the background right now. It might be over. Who knows? Um, I like the dreamy way it ends, but hey... I thought we'd get more song That's instead of just like one line and then planetary music. That's what fucking this album is about. And if I had to pick, if I had to like guess how the album was going to end, I would say planetary music. Of course you would. That's all Kev does. Are you kidding me? Of course. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I like that. I do love planetary music. I love it when I'm in a planetarium. You don't just love listening to fucking Hearts in Space? Pew, pew, pew. 
I'm into that shit. Yes, I will listen to Boards of Canada and tobacco no, all day thanks. long. No thanks. Okay, well, that's you. I need a little bit more structure. <sighs> that's it, bud. That's the album. That's it. What'd you think? What did I think? Should we rate this album? Should we talk a little bit about it as a whole before okay. we rate it, or we want to? Uh, I think it's on. Oh, did you see any uh, um, other versions of the songs? Are there other versions? Yeah, there's like one or two. Oh, tell me about them. I didn't see them. Uh, so Kevin Hearn does uh, like he's. It's like him on his Facebook page. He's talking about the Spider-Man song. Uh huh. And he says it's like a drum off. It starts with a drum off, which means just two drummers playing different beats, polyrhythms. They call it. Uh huh. Which is just different beats. Right. It's drum off. Okay. <laughs> uh. So he, it was recorded in Toronto. He wanted a choir. So he got the Shuffle Demons. Uh, he was talking to uh, Ron Sexsmith, and Ron said, to me, this is the hit of superhero songs. Okay. So this is where he got Aaron Jensen, the Countermeasures, as the choir. Um, he was nominated for a Juno Award for the art on this album. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, best album art. Did I didn't win. know that. Did not win. At the 49th Annual Juno Awards in 20... I want to say 20. 2019, right? Oh, 2020, sure. Yeah. One of those. And then he sense. was also uh, nominated there for Instrumental of the Year with Common Sense. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he did a little like three minute interview with some guy named uh, Ray Blair of Entertainment Media, which okay. is like the. Gupta Media of most, Canada? <laughs> I don't know. Entertainment Media just seems like the most like down the plate. Like, Entertainment Media! Uh, what do you like out of your media? Like it to be entertaining. Mm. Entertainment Media. So, yeah, he said it was a. Um, because yeah, this was oh this this inter, this the Juno Awards took place, I don't want to say no maybe it was 2022 because it was the same summer we were going to see BNL with Gin Blossoms and Toad the Wet Sprocket because he touted the the tour and I was like man I really would have liked to see Gin Blossoms and Toad the Wet Sprocket been so much fun yeah but rather than Semisonic and Delamitri and you could have seen Five for Fighting damn it fucked up. Um, I've never heard a Five for Fighting song. What 90s band do you think will be on uh, Last Summer on Earth 2024? Holy shit, son. Um, Can you think? I think it'll be Blind Melon. Oh, uh, Shannon Hoon's dead. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) I think it'll be... Um, Who's the one? Oh, Deep Blue Something. I said, what What about? about? Yep. (laughs) I'm just trying to think of like 90s bands with one hit. Yeah. That's what I've yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh yeah. I think it'll be TLC. Oh, whoops. Whoops. <laughs> I left eye left eye Lopez. Lopez. I had a car wreck. Um all right, anything else? Uh, on the album as a whole? Again, I thought it was uneven. I didn't think it was uh, yeah. great, but I thought I, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked to listen. It breezes by. So I even the why, bad parts are gone before you can recognize yeah, them. I wonder why the the Beenix didn't contribute more to it. That's a good question. I wonder why we're doing it for this podcast. Because of Kevin, I mean, we've done just Kevin Hearn yeah, albums, true. yeah. But this isn't even really a Kevin Hearn album. Kevin Hearn is on one song. He is, but I think he, I'm sure he does the arrangements and instrumentation for the yeah, songs. I mean, they, so. they're too much Kevin for it to to not be one of his. I don't think that's stuff. true. I feel like everybody. I mean, I'm sure he arranged it. Yeah, I don't know. it's hard for me to say. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I'm sure he was on every song playing yeah. like keyboards and shit. Oh, really? Because he's not credited on every song, and the ones he's on, he is credited. Hmm. I don't know. I think he just literally put it together. I don't know. Hard to say. Um, he wanted to collaborate. He said he wanted to collaborate with people he's collaborated with before. What boring. But yeah, these are all his friends. But I mm-hmm. feel like the same people are on Dreaming of the 80s. The same people are on like, get some new friends, Kebbo. You know what I'm saying? Get some new friends. <laughs> I'll be on an album. I can do a little rap for you, Kev. Collaborate with 2 to 6, Kev. This well, is your 
Kevin Hearn. He's a man who loves to learn. He goes to school and his memory burns with the feelings of all the times that he had to go to the bathroom. Rhyming is hard <laughs> for a man like me. Oh, so you just made it Kevin about yourself Hearn. again. <laughs> well, he's got to pee. See, I turned it back around to Kevin's bathroom habits. Um, do you want to always because he's got. <laughs> do you want to rate the song? Do I rate this song? Yes, I'll write. Wh- which song? Uh, Do you want to rate this Iron album? Man? On a bare, bare naked, fully clothed, the whole album. Okay. Okay. Let's rate this album. It's time to rate this album on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song has, the album has on, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. On a scale of bare naked, fully clothed, where would you put this album? In a world. The year is. The year is where everyone has given up hope. One man rises from the ashes. Yes. The racist. Yes. Yes. There he is. America first, baby. He can he goes to the Olympics and beats everybody. And while he does it, he wears a, I mean, an uneven jumpsuit. Okay. So I imagine it's like it's like a um. Okay, so he's like wearing a speed skater outfit. Mm-hmm. So it's like full body, but it's got like patches missing. Okay. And some of them some of them show quite a little bit of skin. Like you okay. see a little bit of a bush down there. Oh, I like that. Uh, you see a little bit of a taint, just a little little speck Love of taint. A little taint. Top of the crack. Okay. Because there's like. There's some real glimmers on this album of things I enjoyed, but I think as a whole, it's mostly clothed. Okay. Like, it was fine for what it was, but will I ever go re- re- uh, revisit this? No, I won't. Will I put any of the songs on any mixes I have? No, I probably won't unless I'm trying to troll you. Interesting. I will tell you that I downloaded the whole album. I, I liked the album enough that I downloaded it. And put it with... Well, the thing is, like, your bar for downloading and putting it on your mix very, is far very, lower. Very, very So it low. went onto your 50,000 song mix. Yes, it's true. Um, so you can, so the flash flashes theme can pop up and you go shit and just like change the. Thing. I will never skip. It's a twenty-seven second song. Why would I skip it? <laughs> Might as well just listen. Because to you're it. making out. Oh. And it's not conducive. I. You don't think I have flash. a. You don't think I have a makeout mix? You don't think I have a set of songs I put on when I make out? What are what's on your makeout mix? <laughs> the original flash theme. <laughs> we are the champions. Cl- we will rock cl- you. Cliffhanger narration from Carlin. Harlan. <laughs> it's only chugga 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 woo woo. What it is is I have a, like an audio drama about a jungle explorer. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> I kind of just put that on while I make out. For you me, know, in case in case they get bored, you yes, want something to listen I'd to. I like to have them. Yeah, it's like when you're making out and you realize your partner's looking at the TV. I do put it's I put stuff. a little I put a book on a music stand behind me too, just in case they want to open their eyes. And That's just real nice. Get a little That's very them. very nice. Yeah. Just a little Kindle they can swipe. Um, for me, this is a superhero. His name is the Exhibitionist, <laughs> and his superpower is he's stronger. The fewer clothes he's wearing, right? Mm-hmm. But. He also is kind of like, uh, he likes to show off, right? In a couple ways, because he's the exhibitionist, of course. Right now, he's fighting like a D-League villain. He's fighting the contrarian. <laughs> and all the contrarian does is like, if you punch him, he says, you didn't punch me. So, so, he's, so he's a three-year-old. Yeah, but he's in an adult's body. You so. didn't do that. Yeah, nah, yeah, you can't beat me. You never did that. you're beating him into the fucking <laughs> yeah. ground. So the exhibitionist, he's showing off in a couple ways. He's showing some skin. So like... The exhibitionist power is related to how much clothes he has on. Yeah. Does it matter what clothes? Like if he takes off, let's say he takes off his his pants, his like pants. Yeah. Does that give him more power since he's showing his like uh, genitals than if he takes off like his shirt, an equal amount of fabric off his chest? Yeah, you're right. I think it should. I think it okay. should. So this is here's the thing. 
This album is powerful in all the right ways. Is it wholly even? No. Are there great parts to it? Yeah. Will I listen to the Transformers theme? Will I put that on my makeout mix? 100% (laughs) I will, right? More than meets the eye. So the exhibitionist has just torn off the Velcro part covering his dick, and Uh he's beating the fuck out of the contrarian. Uh, So this is just like a man with his dick hanging out. (laughs) Fully clothed otherwise? I feel like a lot of your ratings are just a man with his dick hanging out. <laughs> Brother, that's what I think about a lot of the time. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Better Good Ladies podcast. Hey, Ev. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Do you rather be bigger or smaller? Boy, what a question. I'd rather be bigger. Is there anybody who... Well, by how... By what percentage? <laughs> it's up to you. Let's say 99%. 99% bigger? Or 99% smaller. Okay, so you could be... So you'd either double in size or be almost microscopic. Okay. Which would make your life less miserable? I suppose like, are other people being big and small too? No, big, no, no, just big you. Just me? You know, people who are big have like... Their lifespans are so much shorter. Right, and people who are small live forever. I'm... It stands to reason. <laughs> Wasn't that that? There was that movie with like Kirsten Wig and like Kristen Wig, I don't know, and uh, Matt Damon. Like, oh, where Ghostbusters, they, where they became really small. Oh yeah, what was that movie called? Shrinking? No, just shrinking. The shrinking. The shrinking. But like it was like a you you could get be smalled and then you would like use less resources or something. Yeah, it's like a carbon footprint thing. But like, what the fuck was that? Movie I mean, you eat like a like a piece of corn. It's still a giant fucking piece of corn, right? Yeah. Like, if they, like, do they shrink the food down? Because if so, that no. doesn't really help either. No, no, no. You same food, I'd imagine. So, like, I don't know, man. Because, like, could you drink if you were like the size of like an yeah. ant? Yeah, you'd have to like a thimble full of water is like a fucking like a, a giant thing to you. Nice. How big? Yeah, I would do that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're six, what are you? Six foot? Six five. Six five. So, how many inches is that? Twelve times six is seventy. Two, that's not right at all. Yes, it is. Seventy-two, seventy-six, right? Mm-hmm. So ninety-nine percent of that, you'd be less than an inch tall. Okay. So you really would be pretty, pretty, pretty small. Do you think you would die because someone would step on you? Well, Who would take care of you? I, no one would love you. I'd be very easy to take care of. Yeah, but you'd be watching your life move on without you. Oh, you'd have to. There's nothing you couldn't participate in society. Yeah. But I also feel like if you were twice as big. You could still participate, but it would be tough. You would be 12, 8? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how the fuck are you going to... 12, 10. 12, 10? You'd be double the width and... Yeah. I mean, I'd have to... Everything would have to adjust. Yeah. And and you'd be a, you'd be a fucking laugh... Not a laughing stock, but you wouldn't be able to live a public life... Or a private life anymore. Right. Right. I mean, I feel like that would come... I, it would come with a bit of fame, right? You'd be on, like, fucking reality shows and you'd shit. You'd have your 15 minutes. Yeah. I don't know if you'd have... And could you parlay that into... I mean, here's the thing. You could be like... If you... For your remaining 10 years of your fucking life before your heart gave out... Yeah. You could, uh, you could be like... I bet you could go into like acting or something. You could be like some sort of guy... Like, like a Doug Jones or something where and you're Andre like... Andre the like, Giant. They got the big one here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. Like, Full on Andre the Giant. Especially if you had like even a little bit of charisma and timing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you'd rather be big. I mean, yeah, you'd have to be. Yeah. Because other, would you rather be a burden to your family that no one can care about and be really, really tiny or yeah. be big and, you know, have a shitty career? You don't think that as a dealer, if you were small, you would also be absolutely famous? Hmm. But like, how would you put that into a movie? Well, 
I don't know. That's a great question. Well, I mean, you're, I don't think you could be a movie star. You can be a movie star if you're 1210. Yeah. You can't be a movie star if you're less than an inch tall, but you could be famous. I don't think everyone famous has to be a movie star. Right. Hmm, but how would you monetize that to care for your family? I mean, you fucking write a book. My tiny life. Oh, is that what you would call it? That's really, you could come up with something better than that. I know, I'm just workshop. This is fucking first. What about my life in a nutshell? <laughs> life in, in a, a nutshell. nutshell. Um, yeah, I'd rather be big too. You're right. That's that's this. What if in big, Tom Hanks became 12-8 instead of becoming older? <laughs> he was just, just called him. Yeah. So he says 12-foot-8 kid. I want to be big. And then he became just a fucking ogre. That's very good. Yeah. Um, hey, Ev. Mm-hmm. Do you know where else you might see an ogre? Uh, let me guess. Cape Chronicles version 7. No. You wouldn't see an ogre there. But you might see it in... Cosimir and Coffee. You know Cosimir and Coffee? I don't think Cosmere has ogres in it. They don't have ogres on Brandon Sanderson's? I don't think the Cosmere has them. Oh, At least okay. the books I've read. Okay. Well, but you know what? Could be anything. He's still writing them, so there could be ogres any there day. There you now. go. And you're interested in Tress of the Emerald Sea, right? Am I? Are you? I've got a like black light poster of the Emerald <laughs> Sea off my right above hanging above my bed, baby. Uh, boy, oh boy, they had a two-part series on Tress of the Emerald Sea. Came out in January, and you could still listen to it on the Project Derailed Network. It's a good one. Now it does include spoilers for all Cosmere works, which is important to note. But if you want a chat podcast about the works of Brando Sando. You're not going to find a better podcast than Cosmere and Coffee. Do they talk? What do they talk about? Coffee. Every episode, they discuss a different blend, and they tell you whether or not it's a good pairing for that book. They drink it every time they read the storybook. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Could you make it a little more clear for me? I feel like it's still going over my head. As they turn the pages and their eyes skim the combinations of letters that form words, paragraphs, sentences, and therefore thoughts in their head, they take a sip of the brew that is made from the beans that grow in Guatemala. Always Guatemala? Well, they don't do... So, for season two, they're doing Guatemala. Season one, they did Colombia. Season two, they're doing Guatemala. Season three... It's rumored that they're doing Chile because all of the Brandon Sanderson Kickstarter books, like his secret projects, uh-huh. are set in Chile. <gasps> oh. Well, like an alternate dimension, Cosmere, Chile. Yeah. I, Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I know the Cosmere backwards and forwards. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and we're back. It's time to spin that big wheel and figure out what we're going to figure out for this episode about superheroes. Ebo. What? Peterborough and the Kuarthas. You and the narrator of this song are going on vacation. Where do you go and what do you do? Me and a superhero? You and... We're going to run through these quick. Oh, we're going for one. one. You and the uh, heroes of the Spanish-American War. (laughs) Uh, We're probably going to Cuba. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yes. uh, Fucking President Roosevelt. You bully. I think Americans. <laughs> bully. I, think, I think America is too weak. I need to start a cavalry regiment and go fight in Cuba. That, I need to start a war. How? Fucking Teddy you, Roosevelt. Don't you miss those hands-on presidents? <sighs> no. <laughs> 
You and Robert Bruce Banner. Uh, I think you're going to go to a sensory deprivation tank, an isolation room. You're going to a lecture on snails. Oh, I do love that. Nothing going to make him angry. You and Superman. Oof, man, I think go to a different planet. Yeah, maybe? I think Superman takes me to somewhere I've never been. Like he yeah. takes me to a planet that can sustain life. Fucking runs back time. Can he fly through like space real fast? Can he like fly back to Krypton? In Superman the movie two, I believe he does, but I don't think that's a canon power that okay. Superman has. Because so, no. he's stuck here. He because if he could fly back to Krypton and check on it, you think he would, right? If he could reverse time to a time when Krypton wasn't blown up, uh-huh. yeah, he would do that. Yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't get the Flash to just help him. Hey, I miss my planet. Can you go back and warn them? But then again, I, that would mean he would never on Earth. He would create this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Superman okay. is too too ethical for that. You and the Flaming Lips. Ooh, uh, we would go. I think to you'd go to the Nelsonville Music, Music Festival. Festival. Oh hell yeah! Were they there? Yeah, they were. They headlined in like 2015 or some <laughs> uh, shit. I wish I would have gone and seen them. You and Optimus Prime. Me and Optimus Prime are going on a cross-country road trip. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Straight to Oregon, baby. The Pacific Northwestern That's bus. That's right. That would be so much fun. Coast to coast, baby. Do you think it would be fun if you had a tiny friend, if you had a friend that was 99% smaller than you, to put them in your mouth and just run really far? <laughs> Look how fast we're going, buddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The wind would be hitting them so fast. Yeah, what part of the... So you're in... When you're in Optimus Prime, you're in his chest. No, his head. No, you're in his chest because his chest... Aren't the windows... No, the windows are in his chest. Oh, yeah, they are. You're right. You're right. So you're in his chest. Okay. That's not too bad. No. Like... Be like... Most Transformers, you're in the chest. But like, what if you like... Because you couldn't get into like Megatron because he just turns into a pistol. Yeah. A big big pistol. Maybe you get in the barrel. And then he shoots you out. That's fun. Lie down in the barrel of the gun. We shoot lasers though, so it would just it, vis- it would just annihilate <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, it would just be eviscerated yeah. immediately. Uh, yeah, really, it's just the Autobots. Isn't it weird that the Autobots are all vehicles, but then the fucking evil guys are like a tape recorder and a jet plane and a gun, and they don't have a theme. But then yeah. the the Beasticons are all dinosaurs. That's yeah. weird, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> the thing is, like, I remember in the show, like, they. They turned into like vehicles and shit back on Cybertron, but they uh-huh. weren't Earth vehicles, right? They came to the they came to our planet and then they and like they, Im- saw shit. they like imprinted on the yes. first fucking shit they saw. So you think then... the first thing Megatron saw was a fucking gun? Hey, if you land in America, baby, yeah, especially Ohio, ball, open carry, ball. baby, constitutional carry, anyone can have a gun. It's weird. What's I mean, I just don't get it. Like, our conservative majority just passed conser- uh, um, constitutional carry so anyone can have a gun without a background check and suddenly the murder rate's spiking everywhere in ohio i just don't i don't know how those two things are connected how does it yeah i mean what's the con- I don't do you know. well you've seen those like amount of nick cage films released in one year and oh, like yeah. drowning i mean correlation deaths. does not imply causation but like right. people carrying more guns and gun deaths going up hmm. i wonder what that that's in there you know. I don't know. I just feel like we should have some... I, like, I'm not really following your train I of I just logic feel here. like we should have some research, some gun research. Okay. You know, like well, yeah, we've taken them apart. We've put them back together. We know how they work. We don't need any more we gun We have shot research. them at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no one is immune to bullets. people, babies. <laughs> we've shot them everywhere we know. Um, Wonder Woman. She would take you to the Isle of Man. <laughs> she would take you. Oh, to... in Britain, I want to go to the Isle of Man. Yeah, I mean, she wouldn't take you to Greece, right? Because that's boring. That's no. her home. Yeah. She would and also, take I you... think like her, like her girlfriends would rip me apart. 
Yeah, that's probably true. Why do you think the Amazonians wouldn't like you? I don't have the charisma of Chris Pine. And they don't like men, do they? That's true. Yeah, and You're like right. Chris, she had to like hide Chris Pine, didn't she, in the Wonder in the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman movie? I, I don't see it. I have very little, very little memory of that. My here's my full experience with Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. Her thirty seconds in The Flash with Ezra Miller. <laughs> that was all I know what about like her. A, so she's got that lasso of truth, right? Maybe she takes me to a rodeo. Oh yeah, that's good. So you go down to Austin, Texas. Keep Austin weird. We go to a rodeo. We hit up some record shops. That'd be a fun trip. Yeah, I think Wonder Woman has a lot. Has probably a pretty good eclectic taste in probably, music. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, Batman. Batman. Oh fuck, fucking Batman. He He's probably doesn't. Grim. He's dour. He Where's doesn't go anywhere guy? with me. He like sends me on a trip. Yeah, He's like, that's true. I bought you a, a all expenses paid Viking cruise. Oh, from Nor from Nor Ludeberg to fucking Dublin. <laughs> that's really fucking it's, fun i know it's and it's actually probably more fun without him there yeah for sure you don't want batman around you don't although bruce wayne like are we going with batman or bruce wayne because bruce wayne i feel batman. like okay it says batman that would suck i think he would maybe go with you to like reykjavik or like some cold quiet oh, yeah so we're right he's good we're gonna like fucking uh climb k2 or something like that like we're yeah. going on like an adventure yeah with fucking batman. Yes. yes he's an adventurous guy yeah i agree um that sounds like not fun spider-man probably go to like his like his old neighborhood and like talk to a couple talk to a couple friends there okay like he's like that's where i used to stay with aunt may yeah he because he has no money he can't take you on vacation over there is uh (laughs) this is your peter parker the playground hey did you ever ever jerk anyone off (laughs) did you ever give a guy a blowjob um Carlin Williams. I feel like all of the Marvel superheroes, I would be the most likely to do. <laughs> there are canonically gay Marvels. Where would Harlan Williams take you on vacation? Oh, man, where Harlan Williams wouldn't take me. What was great me? in the 90s and is not so great anymore? TCBY. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, he would take you to Discovery Zone. He would take you to... The IX Indoor Amusement Park. Yes. He would oh. take me to... Um, Oh, the mall. F- you take me to the mall. Mall of America. The mall of America. That's where I go with Harlem Williams. That's a fun one. Yeah. Okay. I like that. But it's like one of those like throwback weekends where they bring back all the old, like all the fucking mall stores bring back the old shit. Okay. Hulkamania pasta restaurant and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Cinnabon selling its old version of its cinnamon rolls. Yes. With the cocaine still in them. Mm-hmm. Straight cocaine. That's right. Uh, how about Flash Gordon? Take you to planet Zebulon 8. I feel like we would end up going. He wouldn't take me there, but we would end up going there. He would bubble be, into it. He'd be like, hey, you want to go to a football game? Like, not really. But <laughs> <laughs> I got his, got his front row tickets to, sure. the, to the football boys. And so we'd go there, but then we would like get, fucking tumble into a You'd transmigrational. A, yeah, yeah. And then I'd probably be have my mind wiped and part of my body eaten and yeah. then like be like mutated sure. and fucked up. Because really. everyone who goes with Flash, like bad things happen to Yeah. Like, yeah. Really bad stuff. Yeah. Everyone around me dies. They that's don't die. A- just bad stuff happens to them. Okay. Well, that's adventure. I mean, bad stuff's going to happen to you. Unless you're Flash. That's true. He kind of gets away unscathed. I mean, bad yeah. stuff does happen to him. Yeah. He just doesn't, is okay. He doesn't. He's not smart enough to notice that it's bad. That might be true he as well. He hasn't really accepted his own mortality yet. Yeah. Uh, what about Iron Man? Fucking Tony Stark Iron Man or like... Yeah, Tony Stark Iron Tony Stark Man. Stark, so, man, I don't want to spend any fucking time with Iron Man. Why not? He's too self-absorbed. But that can be fun. Hanging out with a narcissist for a short amount of time. Because they're all about like, you know, let's have the most fun. But also, he's also an asshole. Like, he's like, yeah. he knows he's smarter than me. Yeah. And he's going to rub it in my face at pretty much every opportunity. And I have no, like, I'm not I don't, I'm not super strong or anything. Right. right. So he's, and neither is he. But like, 
he's got a fucking mech suit or something. So I guess we probably go to like the fucking uh, um, go to like sharper image or something, and then he like takes apart stuff. Yeah, maybe he takes you to like a tech convention that he's presenting at. Yeah, like the one time I took a woman on a date to one of my shows. He uh, <laughs> introduces me to his best bud, Elon Musk. Oh, that's fun. Founder of X. Love that. Love it. Um, okay. Cool. That's exciting. Well, that's it. That's it. We got everywhere. Thanks, we Wheel. Got everywhere. Now it's time for us to answer an email from our friends, our fans, our pungent little posters. Whew. We've got two questions today. Two Uh-oh. little mini questions. You Uh-oh. can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Question number one is from our friend Rich. Hi, Rich. He's Richards. Oh, Richard, he's back. The uh, the title of the email is, Oh, fuck, you're making me bean. <laughs> okay. Here's the email. Please stop making me bean. Please make music again. You were bad at it, but you weren't bean? Thank you for answering my question, Rich. And he's enclosed uh, a picture of Ope Beanheimer, which is the Oppenheimer movie poster with Mr. Bean in the middle of the explosion. Uh, so I guess his question is, you were bad at it, but you weren't Bean? I mean, neither of us were Mr. Bean. So, yes. We've always been bad at it, and yeah. we weren't Bean. But, yes. We, yes. Yes. Okay, great. And the other question comes from our Discord. It comes from our friend Darnan. Hi, Darnan. You can join our Discord by checking out our show notes. Darnan asks... Which bare naked lady would do the best job at enlarging your penis? Depends on what you want. So, are we talking about just generally, like making it bigger? What or, tur- arousing us, or like mm, doing a pump or some sort of like operation? Because that would be Jim. Jim would have some technology, some operational procedure he could do to make my penis bigger. Yes, right? I feel like he would do the best job at it. Yes. But which bare naked lady? But who would do the most fun job? Ty, Ty or Kev? I would be like, I don't know. Let's put a balloon in there. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Let me just pull on as hard as I can for a while. <laughs> Let's hang see if it from, stretches out. Hang you from a fucking closet rafters. That'd be fun. Uh, but who would be good at, at making you hot and heavy? Which bare naked lady arouses you the most? I hear that. I hear that Kev's the ladies' man, right? Kev is the late, literally the ladies' man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they all are. They all are the ladies' hmm. men. I don't know, but does he do it for you? What's your aesthetic? Have you ever thought about what turns you on when it comes to dudes? Not you have really. a husband. I do. Um, whew, I'd say the one that's most like. Now you didn't intend to have my, a husband. My type. However, <laughs> however, somewhere along the way, I got a husband. Uh-huh. So yeah, eh, you know, whatever. So it's the I'm one down that, to clown. <laughs> all right. So it's the one that makes you. Would it remind you most of your partner? Probably. I have. Okay. I definitely have a type, and my partner does fit into that type. Okay. So what is um, that type? Is so it I, it's like short hair? Uh, yeah, sort of, sort of boyish. Okay. Okay. Um, so who's the most boyish? I would say that like, fuck it. I might be Kev. Ed's a man. He's I feel not like, a boy. I feel like Ty's a, a man. I feel like young Kev. Like Kev, like from like uh, um. Every, everything to everyone level okay. Eric Kev. yeah he's Actually, very boyish in very the cover boyish. of that album yeah holding that flag loving it yeah um All right. although like who i think would have the most fun with again ty probably that's not the question the question is but like i'm aroused more by more than looks enlarging your penis oh sure you're yeah like, so i'm going on a blind date with all bnl boys yeah i guess it could yeah it could be a first date that leads to sex 
Yeah. Have you ever had sex on a first date? No. <laughs> okay. All right, continue. Sorry. I don't think I have. No, I can't. I don't think I have. Have okay. you? Yeah. Oh, all the time. All the time, bud. <laughs> Doing it right now. <laughs> um, what so so what what sort of actions arouse? This is getting into okay, deep. Okay, yeah. How about you just answer the question now? <laughs> Brother, I think it would be Steve for me. Oh. I think Steve would do it for me. I need someone gonna, You need someone who like who loathes themselves. Not like my partner. Yes, someone needy and insecure. So you can like break them down and build them up in your own image i need someone who's going to cling to me i need someone who's going to microaggressions yes yes who's going to to just fucking just uh think that i'm the world which is great that's what i want um someone you can manipulate yeah and you know i like him i like him a little bit a little bit bigger (laughs) so i like steve you know he's got a little bit of heft to him i'm into that that's fair i like glasses i'm into that uh, can I pick Steve? Is he an okay choice? Of course you can. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure. He'll always be a bean egg. Speaking of, our next episode is going to be us reviewing the Stephen Page concert that we're going to this month. Um, this month being August. Uh-huh. Uh, and, <laughs> of course, this month when we are recording and releasing this episode. Um, and uh, we're going to release that in September. And then, hopefully, by October... We'll be starting on weekly episodes again, my boy. Maybe. We'll update you. I'm not sure how we'll update you, but we will update you because we don't update our Facebook or Twitter anymore. But we'll try to update you. Sorry, our ex. Um, I don't know. What do you, anything else to say about this question? Oh, uh, sexy beyond boys? I mean, yeah. I feel like I'd, I'd fuck them all. Yeah, me too. You want them all at once. At the same time? Yeah. Would you like to just be on the casting little couch pi- in the middle pi- of all five of them? Big pi- middle pig pile, you know? Just <laughs> middle, like, middle pig pile. Middle, middle pig pile. Let them go. Yeah, I agree. Sli- well, thanks, Sli- Darnin. Slipping and sliding. <laughs> Ebo. Mm-hmm. As usual, we finish strong on this <laughs> podcast. Talking about which BNL boy makes us come. No, makes us hard. Makes There's us hard. Yeah, right. Usually when I'm hard, I'm not coming. But there, really, there's only like a very small portion of time when I'm okay. Coming. Okay, guy. Uh, Eva, what do you have to plug this week? Dickless Children. Dickless Children is out. Go get it on Amazon. Search Evan Dickless, and you will find all of his books. You will find them. What What book are you writing right now? Uh, I can't. I'm writing a short story. Let's tie into a book that hasn't been released yet. A, a short story that's a tie into a book. Yeah. How are they releasing the short story? Is They're it- not releasing it yet. I'm still writing it. They haven't released but the I book mean, yet. But I mean, is it going to be part of a compilation? They're probably probably going to release it either separately or part of an anthology. Okay. It's a tie-in to a book. Will you tell me off mic? Mm, no. Is it Howard the Duck? It's Howard the Duck. Ah, uh, yeah. Howard, Howard the Duck likes to fuck. That's what it is. I love that. You're writing a sexy Howard the Duck book. Mm-hmm. Have you ever considered doing erotica? Do you think you'd be good at it? No, I would not be good at it. I, it, I erotica makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Does it? Did both both to write and to read. Did Darnan's question make you uncomfortable? I mean, I pushed through it, yeah, right, for did. the fans. You did good. Can you say pulsating kind of a, member? Kind of a for buttoned me? up. What? What? Pulsating member. Pulsating member. Oh, you did, oh see, but you couldn't do. It with, uh, all right. I uh, hope oh, he's he's humping the air right now. God, I wish we had a camera in here. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, so besides Dickless Children, you got nothing in the pipeline. You're I got just... lots in the pipeline. Oh, okay. All right. Exciting. Uh, by next month, hopefully. Oh, I'll be at Gen Con doing a signing. Well, not too late. This will too late. Too I late, I was buddy. at Gen Con. You missed you me. You were at Gen Con. You could have. Uh, I would have signed Dickless Children. I would have signed Diana's Zones Pizza. I would have signed Chart right. the Clouds. Uh, when does this episode come out? This episode comes out 
On the 8th of August. So that um, is like two days after I am at Gen Con. Yeah. Sorry, buds. Just missed us. You just missed me. Saker uh, would, would have been there too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be drunk wandering around the dealer's oh, room. It's going to be fun. Uh, all right. Um, anything? What am I playing? Uh, keep an eye out. Maybe my Kickstarter's up by now. Maybe it's up next month. I bet next month. But if it's up, it'll be in the show notes. Nice. Nice. All right, buddy. Here I am. That's it for us. That's it for me. That's it for me. Have Have a a good good life. life.